Right, Susan, mm-hmm. I shall uh, I shall hand over to you. Thank you very much. Right then, so basically, because I because I have been on the Espresso edition before, I thought I was thinking about what else I could talk about to do with the role of the celebrant, and I decided linking in with surprises to talk about the celebrant being a little bit of a smooth operator, as in, yes, we're only in a small section of the day, of the wedding day, and it can only it might only be twenty to forty plus minutes that the ceremony lasts, which is, you know, quite a small segment of time. But obviously it is a crucial part of the day. So what I've done is I've just got a few photos of how sort of this of this works. So for example here I'm actually talking to the bride before the ceremony. They'd been and got married at the registry office beforehand and then they and all their guests came over to the woodland glade where we were going to have the the full hand fasting ceremony so when she came over i had a chat with the bride-to-be and we talked through a a couple of last minute details that she wanted to share with me so that you know we were absolutely on point with what we were doing and you know that that was very helpful to them because, as I said, it was a full hand fasting, so it was about. I, I actually don't really know, but I know it was forty five minutes plus. So it was something obviously, and they had a, a lot to do with that. They did a lot of the speaking in that, so it was good to have a little chat with them and, and touch base with Leanne before the ceremony started. The next one, so that was you know no surprises for me, so to speak. The next one is actually after the wedding. So it's always nice to talk to the brides and grooms because, as Hannah said, you know, you've got a very small window uh, of opportunity there that you don't want to keep everybody taking photos. Just as they, they were already having their drinks and everything outside after the ceremony. Uh, this is at lovely Rothley Court in Leicestershire. And and I wanted to sort of grab hold of them and have a quick photo taken with them, a quick selfie, but also just a quick sort of chat with them to see how everything went and you know how happy they were so that was that was another another sort of way of being sure that everything was as it should have been so it's just keeping everything in its place and and hoping that they're happy as they were with with the ceremony that particular day which was a completely different ceremony to the one before with this one um we'd had a rehearsal normally i always have if the if the bride and groom to be wanted, or bride bride and groom want that, then I, I tend to say it would be a good idea. And we've always so far had a rehearsal, but sometimes not everybody can be there who's absolutely pertinent to the ceremony. So here, I was having a last minute chat with the best man before one of the ceremonies. This was an outdoor ceremony last summer. And so we were just going through and he was just wanted to have a chat with me to, to make sure he knew exactly what was happening because they were, ha- again, this couple were having a civil ceremony and a celebrant-led ceremony within the same day. So, you know, that was obviously got more things to think about there. So that was useful. So again, no surprises there. Having said that, here I'm chatting with the band who were playing some of the music during the outdoor ceremony. And actually there was a surprise here because the sister of the bride 
had organised with um, the bride and groom-to-be that she was going to be singing a song which was very much part of uh, the family and was something that was a complete surprise to the parents. So I was just having a quick chat. Can you see me? Having a quick chat. I, I disappear every now and again, or you do. Um, having a quick chat with the music, with the band, to make sure that we knew exactly when the sister was going to sing the song. So that was, uh, and in fact, there was, there were, there were a couple of moments when actually I almost, I almost sort of went to open my mouth and say something and realised that no, it was a surprise. So I managed to keep stum, but that was, uh, that was the first time I've done a surprise and I'm, I've got better at it since. <laughs> Here I am talking again to a sister of the bride-to-be. Um, again, this was a couple who had both ceremonies in the, on the same day. They had a very, very short ceremony with the registrars in a different room in the same venue. And then they came through to us. And while we were waiting for the bride to get changed between the two ceremonies, um, I was talking with her sister about her role and exactly what the choreography of it was. So that she, she felt that little bit more in, on point and involved. We'd had a, had a rehearsal, but because the fam, her family, the bride's family came from Norway, they weren't all in place. So we'd had a short version of a rehearsal with the bride and groom to be the day before, but this was just tying everything together. So again, trying to make sure that everything is working smoothly for everybody, because at the end of the day, it's not me, it's about them. And that's what it's all about here. We're just getting, doing those last minute words before the whole ceremony, the second ceremony starts. So I've got, I've got some other shots of this lovely sister laughing, but I didn't look so good in them. So I, I vetoed that one. Um, this, this one is again, it's getting the heel, getting the, um, certificate ready for the wedding ceremony. So making sure everything's in place. Um, and obviously it's lists and more lists and isn't it? checking things off to make sure you've got everything because once you've left home it's going to be very difficult to go back especially if you're quite a long way away to fetch something so I find sometimes I've put something I'm putting things in the car the night before to make absolutely sure that I don't forget things so here the couple had asked for a, uh, a special certificate which I put together for them for two um, witnesses and this was all prepped and ready for them on the table. Again, an outdoor farm um, pond-side ceremony here. And that was all ready to go. So it was all spot on, as well as everything else that was happening. So that was that was a, um, a very entertaining wedding, that was. It was very, very lovely. And then the last one again. The, the, this is the lovely couple who had the Love Actually eight poems and, as we said, also the lovely um, extra little ceremony for the, the mothers. Um, the mothers also took part in a short hand-fasting ceremony where they tied their own bows onto the ribbon that was tied around this couple's hands. So, again, um, the groom, as I said, had orchestrated the whole of the eight poems and the people who were reading those. And he was absolutely, you know, absolutely really very, very keen and got that totally sorted. And she had absolutely no idea. And thankfully I didn't give anything away. So that was, that was great. 
Okay. Thank you very much, then, James. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Susan. Thank very much, Susan. Thank you. Cool. So, guys, cool. Anyway, so, guys. I think that uh, brides and grooms to be should be asking Susan before booking a web wedding celebrant. Shall I go? Sure. I know Susan from following you on Twitter. You do lots of beautiful outdoor ceremonies for couples, um, and I, I saw in the news uh, about the budget that there's this idea that maybe there will be a change so that um, in England and Wales, like currently in Scotland, couples might be able to get married outdoors legally. And I just wondered how that might change things or what your view was about that. Well, at the moment, obviously, it's all part of a review that's been going on for quite a long time. So actually, it wasn't such a surprise to us. And actually, what it was, it was just to, high, it was just to draw everybody's attention to the fact that this review is going on and that the government is looking at how, um, you know, registry offices work and how many people are very keen, as you say, uh, as we all are, to have outdoor weddings. And for the time being, absolutely for the time being, everything stays as it is. Um, the most important thing about celebrants is that we do do ceremonies wherever the couple wants them, uh, you know, taking taking into account health and safety and it, whose land it belongs to. But other than that, we're very supportive of couples. And as part of our role, one of the most important things is we're not on a time limit. Normally, normally, not always, but myself, a celebrant will normally do one ceremony a day, which doesn't happen with registrars whatsoever. On a Saturday, for example, we will be there and I have waited for the, for the bride, an extra half an hour to be put into her dress. And I've waited, and we've all waited. I've waited for a guest who's been very late to arrive, and that is what happens, and that is all part of my role. And it's part of the day. And I don't think that that would work with registrars, because they are very much on a time limit. So I, I think that they, I don't think it will affect us to that point obviously nothing's happening yet so you know that is also part of it so i would you know encourage all brides and, and grooms and so on to to be in the future people of newly engaged etc um to go to go for it with celebrants and you know book us in and etc because that is part of what we do that is that is what we're here for is to give them the sort of ceremony they want with 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 no limits and also we are offering for them, you know, if they want to involve, if they've got a horse, they want to bring the horse along, they bring the horse along. That is not part of a registrar's brief at all. So, you know, it, it, you know, it's something that is happening and we'll see what happens in the future. But for the, for the time being, for quite a long time, I would say that we go with what we've got and I'm, you know, really looking forward to the weddings I've got coming through and it, next week, next year. And it, sounds, it sounds like it's um, it's not just that you know that celebrants offer ceremonies outside, but actually even if registrars were to do that, what you offer is still much much more bespoke, longer ceremonies, yeah. be more adaptable, more things. There's still many reasons why you might opt for that as a, as a celebrant yeah. celebrant led wedding. Yeah, absolutely. That's what makes it. That's what makes it different and so special. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
I sort of have two things to ask you. Um, so my first is, do you think that you have a particular style that brides and grooms are drawn to? And my second is, um, I've written it down, what do you love most about what you do? Um, I think I think I, I, I'll start with the second one and then remind me what the first one is. What I'm doing is I love I love um, I do love weddings. You know, I'm absolutely passionate about weddings, and but at the same time, I'm one of those people who likes to give. So, and I like you know, it's like at Christmas when you give people presents to open. I actually enjoy watching people opening my presents more than me opening my own. So I like to, you know, it's giving pleasure to people, and, and then. At the same time, I'm sort of one of those people who can give and then stop because it's down. It's all about them, isn't it? It's about the couple and what they want. So I'm, I, you know, I'm in that position where I'm very happy to work with people and give them what they want. I'll write them, um, you know, once we've got to the point where I'm, I'm working with them and we're preparing for their wedding ceremony and I'm writing the script and, and sort of choreographing it. You know, if I write something and they'll come back and say, actually, chop that bit but can we put that in? It's not about me. I'll say, yes, of course, it's what you want. It's what, it's what you want on that day to make it as perfect as possible. And that's, that is something that I am able to do. And that's what actually, you know, that makes me very happy that, that at the end of it, they'll come back and say, you know, that's really what we wanted. Or that, another comment that people make about the couples, for example, is everybody says that was us, you know, they, that was what they would have expected and it was what we, you know, it, it sort of demonstrates a couple's personalities, which is lovely. It sort of takes us back in a way to like the photography as well, doesn't it, in, in a sense. Um, yeah. And then, sorry, so what was the second question? Um, so it was, do you think you have a particular style to your ceremonies that brides and grooms will be drawn to? So do you think you attract certain brides because of your style or, and, yeah. and what is that <laughs> yeah i do wonder about that i think there's a couple i think i've got more than one style i think there's uh, because i think i've got more than one interest so for example i'll be interested in because i'm interested in things like historical venues and i'm interested in um, history um, and i'm also interested in people in general so i, I get a mix of people I tend to, interestingly, maybe because I've got quite a background myself, I tend to get people who are like living abroad or, or have got, you know, have come to here from another country or where we've got a, a sort of mixed culture wedding ceremony. So yeah. I think, you know, maybe that, maybe that's what, how I attract people. You don't know quite how you attract people sometimes but because you know for example like you know we've done a i've done the ceremony at rosely court which is a you know i love that place my son was married there um frumpton hall another place which is an absolutely fantastic elizabethan venue then the outdoor um ceremonies which are really interesting which i really enjoyed this year mm. you know so being in a woodland glade you know it's very romantic sort of magical isn't it um yeah. and then next year i'm going to be doing another woodland one where we're going to be sort of looking at sort of a more of a, a Viking type ceremony, which is very exciting because I'm a big keen fan of Lost Kingdom. Yeah, and all that sort of thing. So it's sort of, and that's how you also, how you say, you sort of, when you meet people, sometimes you don't quite, sometimes I've even been interviewed by people and they've, they've said, oh, we've found somebody else who's more interested in, you know, B 
why you're interested in A. And sometimes that happens that there'll, there'll be a link between you and this couple and something will happen like one couple, I think I mentioned before, one couple suddenly said what their piece of music was for their walking in, for their introduction. And it's exactly the same piece of music that my son and his, his wife had last year. Which, and also is one of my favourite pieces of music. So it's that sort of thing sometimes. It's not just the style. It's when you've met the people, you find you've yeah. got things in common. So it's, it's quite quite complex, but it's an interesting question. Thank you. Yeah, still working on that one myself. Trying to work that out. Um, it's that, <laughs> that connection, isn't it? It's that connection that I think we probably all have with our brides and grooms that yeah. you, you attract your personality don't you it's it's that personality attraction that you have and when yeah. you see something and it it just works doesn't it and it you make magic then don't you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. speaking of making magic uh there was a picture there susan in the slideshow that reminded me of me um talking to the uh, to, to our celebrant just before the wedding ceremony and um rachel and i had had the super cool idea and this amazingly ties right back to the hot topic. So we'd had this amazing idea to shuffle the ceremony all around the day before. And then the, and then the celebrant turned up and, and we said, well, you know, she, she said, everything okay? I said, well, um, here's kind of a new running order. And she, and she went white. And it was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have done it, but we, we thought about it. We were kind of, it was going round and round and round in our minds and thinking, this isn't quite the right order somehow. We need to, we just need to shuffle it. And we had no way of contacting her. We were traveling. So we just kind of just arrived with it, which we shouldn't have done. But she was cool about it. And she just, she just took a deep breath and she was like, you know, I think she wanted to throttle me, but she just <laughs> took a deep breath and she just got her folder open, took out the pages, put the pages back in, you know, and then we were besties again. So it was all good. Um, it's just it's just a photo that reminded me. But what I was what I was going to ask was um, <laughs> <laughs> that was just an aside. Um, we we got on really really well, um, and like you say, there was that magic connection there before I cheesed her off. We, we got on very well, and then we got on very well afterwards. Um, yeah. But I'd in an attempt to kind of cover all the bases, I did as much of our ceremony or had as much input as I possibly could. And one of the things I tried to do was write a song for Rachel as a kind of a, a wedding day gift. Um, and it took me months and it was very, very hard. Um, but we, we played the song. Well, my sister actually sang the song on, on the wedding day. And um, it brought it brought our celebrant to tears. And I thought, you know, well, then it, it brought Rachel to tears as well. But the fact that it had an impact, I thought, that's, that's amazing. So I was going to ask... Um, have you had this kind of situation where you've been, um, you know, very emotionally affected by by another couple? Um, I probably, I do. I think you have to be, you have to step back a little way because you don't want to. It's their day and it's their emotion, and they're relying on you to complete the ceremony. And for them, you know, for, for whatever else is going to happen next, you know, the way, you know, example, they're going to run through the woodland. Everybody's got to prepare themselves, which was one of the weddings. And the photographers were getting them all ready. And we'd had all these plans with the photographers about who was going to lead them and rush out. So, you know, there's always something else to come after the ceremony, isn't there? There's all this thinking. So, yeah, what I found surprising that, that I, you know, that, that has made me go, 
is how many grooms cry. That's what I found quite quite interesting. You know, you know. I know I'm not saying that men shouldn't cry, but what I'm saying is, quite a few of them, when they see the bride, suddenly start crying. And you know, you, I don't know. I just I found that quite interesting. And I don't want them not to cry. You know, I think it's all part of the emotion. You, you know, expect like the mum, the mum to cry or the the bride, like we've said, to, to have a tear. I mean, I cried in, in July when I got married. I totally took me by. I never expected to start crying. And I did. I looked at my son and that was it. I was off. <laughs> but you know what I mean? How, what a large percentage of my grooms have actually cried at some point. Not throughout, but a little cry in the ceremony. And that that's... So I think I need to be a little bit, just a little bit back. I, I do get emotional and of course the whole day, you know, I'll go home and it'll take me time to sort of calm down after because it is very emotional, but at the same time I do need after that step back so I can see what's going on so I can support him. Yeah. It's really nice that your ceremony prisoner have enough time for people to feel emotional and show that and then kind of recover themselves and continue with the ceremony that there's not yeah. this kind of idea of we've got to rush through or this is the next thing and no. really nice that they can kind of feel feel kind of contained enough and safe enough with you that they're okay to show how they're really feeling I think yeah well that's I think it's always that's the so thing. special to see that yeah it's not it's not a negative comment that I'm making mm. it's very positive you know the fact that they're sort of taking it all in and you know and so on. whether it's looking at the bride when she first comes into whether the room or into the woodland or whatever or whether it's something that they're saying to each other, because a lot of them are uh, are saying their own words to each other. Sometimes, you know, one of them will have learnt it, while the other one will be reading it, and so on and so forth. And it's those words that can can start them, you know, maybe being a little bit tearful or whatever. So it's 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 very much a individual couple scenario where they might, you know, have a little bit of a tear. But it's all, as you say, because they because they feel safe. And because it's in a, a, there's no rush and they're taking their time and they can step back and so on and so forth, get a tissue out, have a little, you know, and then step back and then say, I don't know. As you said, it, that, it, it works. It works, yeah. I love the way you've answered that, Susan, actually, because that is something that I have never thought about in the last kind of four years. Um, right. I thought, you know, our, our celebrant was emotional, but you are right in that as a celebrant, it's also part of your duty and your job to just be that you know, couple of de- couple of degrees detached from it, because you've still got to to you know you are the chief, aren't you? You're driving the ceremony. Um, so yeah, I can imagine actually that must be quite hard at times. Yes, yeah, it can be, but it, it's like you know something that you you know you've got to say to yourself that you know obviously it's not it's not your wedding, it's their wedding, and that's mm. and then that steps you back steps you back then and you, you know you're there and you've got you know whether you're holding the book or holding the scroll or whatever you've got to be thinking about what's the next bit or when we get to that bit then when we finish that bit but then we're gonna have to people are gonna be coming up and they're gonna be jumping over the broom where's my broom oh it's over there so <laughs> or and they're being led you know they're being led because by that time they might be you know ready for that sometimes yeah that's what happens and you've got to be just that little bit cute and, and ready for the next bit. Yeah. Um, since you brought up the, the subject of grooms crying, um, I should just a little anecdote then. Rachel's dress had a had a pocket 
and she thought it was really cool because uh, she had a pocket in her dress. Um, so yeah. she filled her pocket with tissues. And, uh, you know, the wedding, come the wedding day, um, I think Rachel was quite teary coming down the aisle. Um, and then she kind of just like, Whoa, and then she was really stoic throughout the rest of the ceremony. And it was actually me that burst out in like almost tears. And Rachel, had to, Rachel had to dig into a pocket in her dress to get a tissue. <laughs> Because I, in all my wisdom, like I'm a detail freak, so I just I check everything a million times, and my back pocket is where I put my handkerchief, and I'd done the button up to make sure that the handkerchief couldn't possibly fall out of my pocket. And during the ceremony, could I get that button undone? Could I heck? So, so then, I'm not going to stand here fiddling with my backside. It doesn't look right. The so Rachel picked out this tissue and give it to me. It's, it's just one of those little moments. It's one of those little memories. Are fantastic. Well, that's the other thing, is it? When you're like in the woodland, if you you know you think, well, I'll need some tissues for other people if if, if necessary. If, I, if if somebody else gets there first, that's different. And then I've got like a bottle of water because if it's if I'm waiting, I might need to sort of you know have a little drink of water, and also things like that. And then I had um, the basket on that particular occasion. I'm talking about also had these roses in it, so they were hidden. So I had like a not a tea cloth, but a cloth like a tablecloth cloth over the top of it but inside I've got the tissues the bottle of water the roses and it's that sort of thing having having that backup you know ready just in case isn't it whether it's you know the bride-to-be who's got it or you somebody's ready to step forward with that tissue for you James <laughs> yeah it's like it's like a wedding first aid kit yeah exactly well you need that I mean celebrants do do tend to have that you know the extra pen if you've got a certificate all those sorts of things it is like a little celebrant's, uh, you know, sort of Mary Poppins bag, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think photographers too. I've always got tissues, wipes for getting stains off dresses, extra hairpins, safety pins. You just you need to have what you've got just in case. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I suppose we should ask Sarah. Actually, do you send brides in with spares? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I do sometimes pop a few uh, hair grips and that in uh, in bags, but most of my work is done before the big day. So it's a shame, really. I don't get to, to go and, and fiddle around with hair and that, but I'm lucky when I get lovely pictures back, then that's really nice to see. So, yeah, so I don't I don't get to be there on the day, which which is a real shame. But, yeah, if I was there, I'd, I'd have my, my pack of pins, I'd have extra bits and bobs, wire to wire it all up again. Yeah. 